This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Well, no, what I'm saying is someone's still going to win, and it might be weak. If, if, if I know, field, you know, just what half the field is playing badly, you know, with golf, you can easily say, oh, the course must be hard, they're all playing bad, you know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. Welcome, welcome everybody. Divots and pivots. Another beautiful Tuesday night. We already have a drop in from Ryan McCarthy over uh, from Belly Up. So thank you. Shout out the duck. Yes, the duck is here. And as always, joined by Bud. Look, everyone over on uh, No Credentials and uh, you know Corner Booth. They just they just all call me the duck at this point, and it's cool with me. I've won my whole life being called the duck. So. Is here. That's why I embrace Mr. Mallard. But that's right. I am your host, Andrew LaDuke, aka Mr. Mallard, and joined as always by Bud Copeland at this Bud's for you. Bud, how are you this evening? Your name literally translates to the duck. I say roll with it. <laughs> um, always rolled with it. There's there's a there's a there's a very delicate balance <clears throat> one strikes after they turn 40 for for the uninitiated. Uh, if I took my hat off, it'd show real quick. If I got closer to the camera, it'd show really, really quick. If we had like HD cameras and lights, yeah. then I'd probably <clears throat> I'd start wearing makeup at this point. I'm not. I have to put my sunglasses on for sure. Yeah, and there's certain <laughs> thresholds I will never, 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 never cross. Uh, I'll I'll wear New Balance product. I'll never wear the white noobs. There's there's certain kind of like moral <laughs> thresholds you can't get over. And I'm a huge sucker for a dad joke. But yes. I was just I, I was just sitting there. I was sitting there scrolling because I speak. I don't know if it's GIF or Giffy or whatever the hell the kids are calling it. GIFs. I've, I've heard of. I've, I've been corrected. A million I think times. it's GIFs. I don't know, though. Barcelona. 
they uh barcelona <laughs> but um i did i just sat there scrolling for probably 30 seconds the entire intro and then your intro trying to figure out the appropriate one to send and it was um for those for those keeping score at home it was a nicholas cage nicholas cage one everybody else zero so and if you can if you can lead off the evening with the nicholas cage reference and or um gif i guess uh it's a gift to the world <laughs> it's a thank you see it's, a, it's a coming full circle with the dad. No, it's been a hell of a week, dude. I don't know if you caught wind yes. of this. The, the dogs won the national title. The parade was this week. Very sad news in Athens. There was a tragic accident with one of the players and the recruiters mm-hmm. um, or the recruiting coordinators, whatever, but hosts. But, um, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like you hate. Yeah, words can't. Words can't. So I'm not going to try, you know, thoughts and prayers where they belong and celebrations yeah. and cheers where they belong. Uh, a ton of players are leaving for the draft, but if anybody paying attention in the mm-hmm. college football world, just hold your horses there, Junior, because we lost 15 guys to the draft last year. And I'm I'm concerned to see what happens with the mailman exiting. <laughs> Stetson Bennett is – I think he'll get drafted either late just yeah. because back-to-back national titles, that kind of thing. It's like somebody will get him late and say – all right, come on. Let's see it in real, think, we'll see it in real the, life. I think the pros know enough to know that it wasn't all because of him on that team to yeah. where I think he's still, I think he's still like a fourth round no. draft pick or later kind of deal. But to have a run like that at that level, that's, that's the sure. point I'm getting at is that's going to get him a fifth, sixth, seventh round, you know, nod from a team yeah. that's going to just say, come on in, you know, we'll see it in person. You never freaking know because I'll tell you what, Baker Mayfield's another one of them, uh, you know, basically had to walk on where was it Texas tech first. And then he had to mm-hmm. get his way on at Oklahoma, walk on there and mm-hmm. then earn his way up. Stetson, same thing. You're never you're you're too small. What are you? Is that a Budweiser? Yeah, I always drink Budweiser. <laughs> no, but I mean that looks like I get an old. Oh, can. oh no, it's just a normal one. God, I haven't had a Budweiser in <laughs> ages. So Stetson's told you know pound sand, go elsewhere. He does. He goes to JUCO, comes back, comes yeah. to BSD on campus, and two titles later, it's I've been I've been crowing and peacocking and you know throwing pot shots. Because when it's take three steps back, 30,000 feet, there's 120 teams at that level, Mm -hmm. you know, to win one is nuts, let alone to go back to back. Back So, yeah, I I got a good friend of mine and we're six minutes and 30 seconds into the show. Frank Fagan's his name. And he works out at a software company in Colorado uh, called Campminder. And uh, I just said this six and a half minutes. (laughs) in. I would say I would characterize Frank as a is a uh, as a friend. Uh, he was like a big brother type, definitely sure. mentorish uh, in our ex- in our experiences together. He is one of the funnier humans to walk this earth. He is one of the more, uh, I'll say, sharp, and I mean that both intellectually <laughs> and with the barbs that he likes to throw. Uh, and uh, he is a huge Florida Gator. I mean, he went to he went to UF and then lived in Gainesville forever. And I remember that's where I was teaching and everything, and I had to endure living in Gainesville, listening to his BS when UF, you know, they didn't go back to back in football, but they went back to back in basketball while they were winning two out of three in football. So it really was, um, I understand why they were so freaking obnoxious, but now they can suck for a while. Uh, it's going <laughs> to Gaines Vegas. Sorry. I on on unapologetically still on cloud nine. Cloud obviously has a little, as, uh, as you're allowed to be. Yeah, a little bit of a, of a of a not great lining, but all in all, things are good. And golf's back. I didn't pay shit. I didn't pay much attention mm-hmm. to the Hawaii swing other than 
Other than, than you won again. Yes. Yeah, but I, but I, it's I, still close. We, look, here's the bottom line. Yeah, well, I didn't walk away with it. That's why I didn't do too much shit talking <laughs> other than – I mean, I, I felt good 45 I pulled it, I pulled it a little closer that final day. I didn't – I wasn't it wasn't enough to take the lead, but I closed I, the gap. I am not – I was one of those kids. I had two older sisters that bullied the shit out of me. So I was not a good loser as a kid yeah. growing up. So I never really like the, the, the thought of bragging or trying to like talk garbage, you know, put myself that far out there emotionally, oh, emotionally. No. Uh, so I, that was a lot for me to even put out there throwing the damn towel, but yeah. I started doing some math and I mean, it was going to take, it, I mean, not that it's unthinkable. It happened last week, but it was going to take one of your guys going real, 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 real low well, with a couple of Eagles. Yeah. And I just didn't see that in the cars. Well, it ended up playing. close enough to where really all I needed was David Lipsky to fall out of the top 10, probably. But unfortunately, yeah. you, I, I, we both, so we both ended up, if, if, for those that weren't following along with the tweets this weekend, uh, we both ended up with four out of six making the cut. Uh, the big difference is that I had no one finish in the top 10. But had David Lipsky finish in the top ten, he finished uh, tied for fourth, uh, and that was really the difference maker. And if, if, if anybody, if he finished outside the top ten, it might have been enough that alone to uh, for me to grab the win. And I do want to. I, I I've got the receipt somewhere. I was big on Lipsky a year ago, and it was actually Lipsky. He was one of your favorites last year. I loved him. Well, <laughs> Lipsky and Rye, Aaron Rye from uh, England. The two yes. of them played in the team event down in, in Nolens. That's when you so really bad. started. That's right. You when, when they were on that team together. That's when you they really played, started. Something clicked, and I was and I picked that. I picked either one of them pretty much every tournament coming in in some <clears> way, <throat> shape, or form, including my other league, which we're off to a rocky start. I'll give an update next week. Yeah, definitely. But David Lipsky had my attention. He still has my attention. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to lean into him this week because new field, a couple bigger names. Uh, we're back this on. A, this is a weird week. It, we're going to get into it, but it's a weird week. And so, I, I, but yeah, here's to you, Lipsky. Here's to you, Lipsky. It sounds like somebody we hung out to in high school who either tragically something happened to him or he uh, like he had the parents who made him go to the military and you and I got away oh, with all yeah, the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking, you know, for those looking at the camera, I might have to start wearing makeup for this show. I am looking quite shiny. <laughs> I just can't get the lighting right here. It's just, it's, it's just what it is. Anyway, side note, that was for sure. Uh, yeah, let's talk about this week because this week's interesting for those. For those yeah, we, are, didn't, we didn't get into fantasy last week. Let's go right to it. Yeah, so we want to make sure we get in there this week for you because there's a lot to talk about. This is, uh, I think it's two weeks in a row now we're going to have multiple course events. Uh, this is the first of that. There's uh, three. Uh, first of all, this is the the Amex Express. Uh, did I just I just I just completely double did that. It's the American Express. <laughs> just sorry. Uh, but what we got here is we got three. We got La Quinta. We got the stadium course, the tournament course, uh, the three courses that uh, they're going to be alternating between. Uh, what makes that interesting is that each each golfer is going to play each course once, which means this is a 54 hole cut. Uh, so every golfer in your lineup will get three rounds, which means scoring is going to be higher, a bit closer probably. Uh, if you miss the cut, you're only going to lose out on one round. Uh, but it does bring in a lot of other things to affect because La Quinta has historically played quite a bit easier than both the stadium and the tournament course. Uh, and I believe it's the stadium course that the final round is going to be on, if I if I remember that correctly. So stadium course will be where it ends. It's historically played the harder tournament course right in the middle. Uh, but La Quinta has been the easiest 
um, which then, of course, when we're talking three courses and guys playing them on different days, we'd have to pay attention to the weather. We got to pay attention to conditions on each day because, uh, you know, the, if someone, one of our guys getting the stadium course and the tournament course on two kind of bad condition days, uh, that that could be detrimental. If if the if it's playing even harder than it's already going to play compared to guys who are getting La Quinta on a beautiful perfect day, then they could be a big swing in your lineup. So there's a lot of factors to factor in this week. And why not throw one more in? It's a pro-am, which means these are going to be longer rounds. <laughs> Guys are going to be taking their time, taking advantage of the extra time that they're allotted because they're playing with somebody else. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting week for sure. What? So first of all, I, well, I'm curious, but what are your thoughts on these multi-course tournaments? Are you a fan of them or, or you prefer we just – just keep it to one course. Keep it simple, straightforward. David Detweiler was my tennis coach, and he imbued the KISS method into me because I was a monster of a tennis player, no mm. control. And he would just say, keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. I grew up and find out that's like from <laughs> AA or some shit. But I, I like one course, four days, let it rip. I don't mind this yeah. once or twice. I really don't. Any more than this, and you're going to lose me. It's kind of like the team event yeah. in New Orleans that we were just talking about. I could see team event. I could actually see a couple more of those coming in and maybe like a series, like a season long team series and get four of them. But that's like, we're, we're, that's like 2030 vision. We'll, we'll bring it yeah, back yeah. here and actually go backwards to 2012. This tournament used to be five days. It used to be five rounds. Yes. They would do, you know, four, four rounds with celebrities and uh, famously tiger never played it because of this, you know, things like that, where it's just not worth the beating. And so in 2012, yeah. they shortened it down to four uh, I was thinking earlier the, when you when you reference the Amex Express uh, championship, which it is just the American Express. It used to be it the is. Desert Classic. It used to be the Bob Hope everything. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this and there's Pebble, the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Which you think about two classics, classic, classic uh, American icons. You got Clint Eastwood who basically mm -hmm. owns Pebble Beach, and you got Bob Hope who's associated with this event down here. But earlier, when you were a little redundant, people say the La Quinta Country Club. Well, <laughs> La is you know it's like the the the, the 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 Country Club. No, but yeah, scores are going to be low at La Quinta. So if you're playing, you know, look out for your lineups, and you want to you want to have your horses really kind of firing on the on those uh, on those days. The Nicholas course at PGA West is accessible. The the rough's really not going to mm -hmm. be penal, and I just want to say penal. Uh, it's not going to be penalizing uh, really at La Quinta or at uh, the Nicholas course. So that's where people are going to go low. Uh, mm -hmm. You could see you could see maybe the winning score in the twenties again, but uh, PGA West the 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 stadium course, the championship course, the die you know dies revenge yeah. is no effing joke. I mean it's 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 legendary. Because after he did the stadium course in Ponte Vedra, they said, all right, you know, PGA, we need to go coast to coast. You know, Disney World's got Disney World and Disneyland. We got to do it, too. So they create PGA West and they say, make the hardest course you possibly can. And he kind of mm -hmm. throws his hands up like, I, did did you see what I just did to the swamp in North Florida? Like, <laughs> I, what? And they, oh, and to make matters worse, they say, by the way, go ahead and toss us, toss an island green at us again. And that's where you that's where you kind of. That's where you understand why Neil Diamond doesn't always want to sing Sweet Caroline because it does get watered down sure. and it loses a little bit of its luster. So what does he do? He lengthens it. He makes an elevated tee and he puts rocks around it instead of railroad ties. Bada bing, bada boom. You've got your island in the West. It's still, it's not as iconic and I don't think anything ever will be. Uh, you, know, you, you think about 
The seventh at Pebble is fun and it's right on the coast. So it's a pretty yeah. view. The 11th or sorry, the 12th at Augusta national means yeah. so freaking much, but to me, it's such, a, such a unique green, the way that thing is laid out. It's like but a, to, just a freaking snake basically. <laughs> A thne- I'm a snake. You remember that? You, you saw that guy. Yes. That was you, wasn't it? But nothing touches the 17th of Ponte Vigia. Everybody knows I'm biased about that. So it's going to be a fun week, though. I mean, the scores could, you never know. The, the weather's going to be cold. It's going to be chilly. Um, I really do. Those are the things that I kind of take into account. I've been doing a little bit of research on greens. And by research, I mean having a conversation mm-hmm. with Chat GPT and Google. And, and and just basically looking at the difference between you know, Bermuda and uh, yeah. bent grass because we're coming up on my favorite season where we get to say like Papoa and Anuana Papoa, but basically Poa, Poa Anuana or whatever. It's all about the grain, they say. All about the grain. Well, it's on the grain and it's all about the grain and the uh, the Bermuda, but Poa is just bumpy. It's just yeah. bumpy. It's never going to be flat. If you watch if you watch Tiger's putt from Tory in two thousand eight. Uh, shout my uncle who's on the green and got some good photographs of it. You see that thing just bouncing mm-hmm. all the way. When we get to the when we get a little further up the West Coast swing, we'll talk about those greens and those local boys. But this week, I would say look for some studs. Look for the cream to rise to the top. Leverage is going to yes. be tough. You might have to eat a little bit of chalk this week because when you have a course like PGA uh, West, the stadium course, it's going to mm-hmm. separate a little bit. You. Andrew, you made a good point earlier. 54-hole cut makes it intriguing, you know, because if you can get somebody who is just a birdie maker left and right, who cares if they shoot 80 on the last day because it's not going to hurt you as bad as somebody who he was going to miss the cut. So that third round, uh, Mm -hmm. just it's like 100% more birdies. So Yeah. You know, and I'm keeping it simple as far as, like, what I'm looking at for plays this week. The the mentality I'm going into this tournament this week is – what are the stats that got, that are going to transfer no matter the course type, basically? What are your kind of core go-to stats that no matter how hard of a course it is or how easy of a course, you still going to have to do? And, yes, La Quinta and uh, the tournament course, not terribly uh, unforgiving in the rough. It's not – the fairways aren't very um, – it's not that they're unaccessible, but obviously the stadium courses, it's more about getting in the fairways. But – because of that, fairways at you know driving accuracy is still something that's going to translate across the course no matter what putting. This is notoriously uh, – I forget who said it last year. Was it Ram who said it last year that this is a putting contest basically is what it turned into? I think it was Ram who said that. So I like, was Ram. I, I, yeah. I'd go into my Sergio voice for him there because he was being a little <laughs> pissy about it. But, yeah. Yes. It's, but, so, but it's true. Like Putting is going to translate no matter what to all three of these courses. Driving accuracy is going to translate – uh strokes gain approach is always in my key stats it's just too important of a stat um so when when you and i'm when you put all three of those stats right there together that's going to make up a good hole no matter what uh so you hit all three of those you're golden dk points and then the other one that i'm going for is that you mentioned birdie makers what i'm actually looking for that that i think is going to be more important to translating between all three of these courses is bogey avoiders because i want to avoid that one round on the one of those three courses that is like you said that 80 round that detrimental kind of backbreak around i want to avoid that i want someone to just get to that final round that's so funny because my uh i would say that my 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 key three and i think we can go ahead and just put it in the book strokes 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 gained approach you and i both just it's the flag yeah. that we fly it's the foundation we build upon it is the best of that. It, 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 we we really <laughs> It really should. 
Um, there's an app for that. See the APP, see what I did there with stroke scan approach. Ah, ah, ah. No, but it really is. It's that is the, that, that's the statistical equivalent of just when people say good form, that what yeah. kind of form are you in right now? Exactly. They're that's always the, mostly talking about your iron play. Right. The most part. So, yeah. Are you putting yourself in position to score? And so I'm, I'm leading off with that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really consider why I, I didn't consider it the way you did. But I'm going with strokes gain short game this week. And, okay. and for the reasons that if you're not putting yourself in a position to score, how many times are you getting up and down? How many times are you holding out? Like how good, how many strokes are you actually gaining with your stro- short game off the green? And I, so I I'm that. not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm, and so I'm kind of walking away from putting this week because as you said too, it's going to turn into a putting contest. And so as you know, my theory on putting at any given moment, the 187,000th ranked putter in the world, can string together, can, can yeah. get hot for three, four days. Like putting is something that I genuinely believe can click like that. And so I don't necessarily pl- I plug it in. I do find, I do use it as kind of a tiebreaker or, or difference maker, but yeah. I'm going to go approach short game. And then instead of bogeys, that's where I went with birdies are better because it is a birdie fest. So who's sure. out there, you know, who's out there keeping themselves in the game with their short game, setting themselves up for success with their approaches and then capitalizing that with birdies are better back Fair to in the studio. No, fair enough. I don't disagree with any of those points, honestly. No. Um, I actually just decided to to take out my the DK points as one of my main ones and switch it to short game because I, I did really like that that argument you made for the short game. So I'm 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 switching in strokes gain short game uh over DK points because I think that is gonna be more important than DK points in general as far as picking a winner. You gonna make right, a champ? Jeff. Are you gonna make oh, it the, the weekend? This is what this is the part of my body that is not meant for New England. I was so excited when it snowed yesterday because I thought finally my allergies are going to kick down after we had like a week of 60 degree weather. And then what happens today, the day after we have snow, it's like 55 degrees. And so, yay for me. I'm going to pop another cough drop uh, as we dig <laughs> dig into uh, some of our favorites this week. Because look, you mentioned probably needing to eat some chalk this week. And I don't disagree with you. I think it, this is going to be one of those tournaments uh, where you're going to need some of the top guys. It does come down to picking the right top guy. But I've identified quite a bit of favorites I like in the 6K range this week that I think is going to allow us to eat some of that chalk, get to the top of the, the price points here. So I'll be curious as we go through these tiers what we come up with. But I think it's possible to get you know a 10K and a 9K guy in there this this week. Are you noticing any trends with what with the research you did while I popped this cough drop? While I pop this cough drop, is that never mind? I'm not going to make any stupid juvenile jokes, although I should. Uh, no, actually, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't even get down into the 6K too much, knowing that there's, a, I mean, there is a lot of meat up top, and I just don't see somebody jumping up from down there. Maybe David Lingmurth, just because that's another one of those names where you you hear it a lot, so you act like you've been there. Charlie Hoffman, sorry, we're not playing the waste management, so I don't see him. So let's start in reverse. I would love to hear your thoughts on the 6K guys and build our, build up. I mean, I do see some names down here that I always like on a flyer. Um, you know, Doug Gim is one of those. Oh, could I could have been a could have been a star rock. Davis mm-hmm. Thompson, go dogs. Davis Thompson is a uh, you know former UGA player. He's still pretty fresh on the scene, so you know look for him to pop. Adam Long is. 
basically a roller coaster every year. So mm-hmm. Jimmy Hahn down there, Stuart Sink seems to f- find lightning in a bottle, but he usually finds it in New Jersey or Florida. So I, uh, I just don't see it, but at the same time I could be persuaded to drop like a Sam Ryder, uh, or maybe even like a Dylan Fratelli. I just wanted to say that because I think it's, a, <laughs> I think, I think it's obnoxious how people refer to, uh, others as like, uh, you know, he's, he's more of like an Odell Beckham type. <laughs> so preach, preach, preach. Enlighten me on the 6K range. All right. Well, because I got to redo adding in the strokes gained, uh, short game here real fast. Oh. Uh, but I, I can tell you right now, I got at least uh, four guys down there that um, that I think, like, once again, when we get into the 6K, I'm not banking my lineup on these guys. But I'm No, I'm that's why I'm not even calling this like a pick or a fade. There's nobody Correct. down there. I'm, I'm fading 6K. But like you said, if you if you feel good about five and you're like shit, can I? Mm-hmm. Is there somebody down there in 62, 64, 6500 that can kind of help me out here? Talk to me, Goose. Yeah. So so one guy that uh, that I uh, probably a, a little lo- no a, a little known name is uh, Justin Lower. Yeah. Justin Lower. So he, he ranks 18th in my model this week. He's third in putting, 16th in short game. Um, He's, you know, hits fairways about average for this field. Same thing with bogeys avoided, strokes gained approach. Uh, so for 6,800, like that's the type of guy that he's proven he can get hot with the putter. He, he's proven he can get up and down from, as you said, in those short distances. Um, and he's average on everything else. That's a guy who is most likely going to go very under-owned and, and could definitely make that, that – we're not going to say the weekend because that's not the case this week, but couldn't definitely make that push into – that final day and another guy at 6600 that that i like this week is ryan armor uh second in fair <laughs> second in driving accuracy and fairways gained uh he's 41st in approach 50th in short game 50th in putting so like nothing like the, obviously the second uh in fairways is is what's pushing him up my rankings to be 10th in my model but like once again everything else is top 50 and for 6600 that's the exact type of shot in the dark i'm going to take in order to get potentially, you know, a lineup with say John Rahm and um, you know Sung J M or Tony Finau and Aaron Wise, like something like that, where these these nine and ten K guys, if I want two of those, I gotta take a shot on someone down there. And the, those are a couple of guys that that I've identified. And then don't forget about Aaron Badley, who finished I think it was seventh last week. It's like every now Aaron and then Badley. Every this now guy, and then he shows up. He's he's honestly not like necessarily popping in my model, but he's in good form right now. He doesn't uh, make a lot of bogeys. Um, he, he's middle of the field and everything else. He is 27th in, short, in the short game. So you, you, you're kind of hoping to maybe ride his form. He might go a little bit higher on considering his performance last week, finishing top 10. But at 6,600, that's another guy you could do. Listen. I could I could do some Aaron Baddeley. So we're gonna start we're gonna start with Aaron Baddeley real quick. And just because I like to say that that name Baddeley. Aaron Baddeley is first team all hair. If yes. you if you Google this man in PGA tour, there's only a couple of course his Wikipedia page, it's short hair. I, that's gotta be like grandma or somebody editing that. Because everything else, he's got locks for days. And yeah. um I'm a big Aaron Badley guy. He's he's up there with Smiley Kaufman and just like some names from the past that for mm-hmm. different reasons I love. Do you see Smiley's part of the, the CBS or the NBC team now? I did not see that. No. Good for him. Do you have any idea who Smiley Kaufman like is or why yeah. he's like kind of known? Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's part of he's part of that like bro crowd mm-hmm. that went to the Bahamas with Ricky and JT and all them. Exactly. Um 
So Aaron Badley uh, shouts to Team Hair. <coughs> Justin Lauer, though, or you know, are, are the first one you brought up. Did, I, did I say wrong? Is it Lauer or Lower? Because it's spelt like just Lower. So I, Fuck, I have no idea. Until <laughs> until until he until he get until he wins, it's Lower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike Lowry, Justin Lower ranked twenty eighth on my on my model, and that, that jumps mm-hmm. out to me. So I just put a little star next to his name, a little asterisk. We might we might come back to him and visit that uh, at a later date if needs be. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't really have anybody I'm going to fade or like talk shit about in the 6k range, no, but I, I do think that and is he even the highest ranked? Now I see Chess and Hadley is, is, is higher on mine, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not about to uh, No, just no, I've been snake bit. Um, so I kind of like that. All right. So we, there's some 6k love down there. There's some flexibility. 6k. Yeah. And 6K the 7k, is... I mean, we'll get to the 7k range in a more traditional fashion, but that's nothing to sleep on either. So this, what we're trying to get to here is that there's options to afford the guys you want up top. What? You can what's make it the, happen. So what's the more traditional fashion? Let's not, I mean, let's not, let's not leave the people waiting. Well, the let's way we to... usually do is like, well, let's, let's start at the top. Let's start in the 10k range. Okay. We, we, okay. We want to okay. talk about, we, we definitely want to give the people, uh, the guys to not waste their time on up here, which sounds so harsh, but there's guys you're going to want to fade for the price given the other guys around. And that's what it, that's what it, when you're at the top of the price range, that's what it comes down to. It doesn't mean these guys aren't going to finish top 10, top five, or even win. But you're, when you're in the 10K range and in the 9K range, you're really balancing out ownership with price in return. Like this, you just have to, you can't afford everybody. You got to pick the right guy that's going to get you the best bang for your buck to be able to fill out the rest of your lineup because there's no point in you know paying up for both John Rahm and Tony Finau then the rest of your lineup is all 6k guys because then you could very well just end up with a two of six lineup and that's going to get you nowhere on, on as far as making money so um my top guy this week in the 10k range I'm gonna go with Tony Finau him and Rahm are easily the, the two best go- like playing the best golf right now on tour in the world um but I'm going to go Tony Finau here just because he he plays smart. He, he really doesn't make many mistakes right now as far as bogeys. He's a great putter, great actor. Like, he's just topping everything pretty much. And at, you know, 10,200, the third highest on here, I'll take the pay savings. I'm, I'm you know, compared to 600 more for John Rahm, Tony Finau is an easy go-to over Rahm for me there. Well, I'll, I'll see your Tony and agree with you for different reasons. Um, as a matter of fact, it, it really John Rom for me this week doesn't really doesn't rank out well. You know, with yeah, with, he doesn't with, for me either. And it makes sense because uh, not that he's streaky, but I mean, and he is he is hot right now. But uh, I just Tony Finau won in Houston in November, uh, top ten and top ten in Century, and then he's had a week off, comes back stateside. So I just looked at Tony for looked a big T getting her done out in the desert because this is not a challenging spot. So as long as everything's clicking, which all signs and all statistics point to yes, I'm taking a big fat divot into some Tony fee now. Uh, and, and, and I'm gonna go ahead and keep the talking stick shocker and go tell you who, and tell you who my fade is. It's always hard to find a fade in the 10 K range. Cause there's a reason those guys are up there in the 10 K. So well, like I said, it's all the, the fades up here are all about who's going to get you no leverage like who's gonna be too high owned for what they're like it's all about that type of stuff and see i don't even and and again i'm not even i'm not too concerned about leverage this week because of the three rounds sure right you know if you 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 can have a guy who just what if somebody shoots 59 on saturday you know they had they got Mm -hmm. blessed with a third round they shoot 59 then all of a sudden they get a fourth round so i i just i don't worry too much about it which to me then i'm splicing hairs like 
John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Fina. It's hard to pass in any of them. So I do say fade Xander Shoffley this week just because yes. he had the withdrawal uh, for physical reasons. And, you yeah, know, I, mean, I need I said, to see what I, his back looks like first. Right. I, we, we saw it's it with Jason. with Will. It's, it's all yeah. that. Especially back injuries and golf. Uh, Will, you gotta see Will. I'm not taking him this week. We'll, we'll go ahead and get into the 9K here in a second. And he's not a fade. I'm not saying fade him. I'm just not, you know, mm-hmm. with one of my, with, with some love this week in the 9K. But Willie Z seems to be all, all signs point to the back's fine. Everything's fine. He made yeah. some adjustments with his mechanics that was putting the pressure on his low back and apparently didn't lose anything else. Uh, need some whatever he's smoking uh, <laughs> to help with my back. But uh, until Xander Shoffley shows a little bit, I think, you know, I, you, at any given moment, tweak, and then he's out yeah. and, you're, and you're screwed. So hopping, with you on that. hopping down to the night. Are you eating? Like, are you eating Cheerios Sorry, right now? No, it's my, my cough drop just broke in my mouth, so. I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of it quietly without choking. <laughs> I'm God, I'm still a child. You said in my mouth, and I thought too many things. Not about your mouth <laughs> in your endo. Um no, in let's my, talk in my where? My in your in your endo. In the uh <laughs> let's get down, let's get down to the to the nine K range. And I'm just he ranks fourth on my on my list, and he ranks bottom of the nine K price range, and that's Aaron Weiss. Yep. And I'm gonna take him. <clears throat> I'm there with you. I He's seventh just, in my model, but we're we're right there together. Yeah, it's been four or five, what, five years since he won 2018. And if you haven't seen the video of him getting stood up, uh, basically getting friend zoned by his girlfriend, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it, you feel for the guy. It's kind of like, wait, what? Uh, you, you know, and then it makes you wonder where was she? Did you hear about the police scandal out of Tennessee? No, I have not. It's a golf show, so we won't look it up after the show. Okay. Uh, there's there, there there's some there's a police. I don't know the town, but I believe it's in Tennessee. And uh, sounds like there's some rec- extracurricular activities going on between some between one lady officer and several other officers. Ah, one of those. Okay, one of those situations. Gotcha. Okay. Both 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 <laughs> on and off the clock, both in ah, and okay. out of the cell block, and um. Yeah, it's it's well, uh, it, well it's to bring it, it back to Aaron Wise. <laughs> yeah, God, God bless. It, yeah, so he he got friend zoned, but apparently they yeah. worked everything out. Well, Aaron Wise hasn't uh, gained less than uh, as far as strokes gained. He hasn't gained less than twenty one strokes since November in a tournament. Um, he's uh, let's see, he hasn't finished worse than T twenty two in his last four appearances. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, hundred. I'm right there with Aaron Wise. I had him started to. Um, I think he he might make my lineup. We'll see how and how it all plays out with the money with the other guys I get in there. But I, I think at nine k he should be easy enough to squeeze in for sure. Uh, other look another nine k. I don't I don't think you can get through the nine k range uh, at the top of the nine k range without mentioning Sun Jam right now. Uh, playing he's in great form. He, he's probably going to be higher owned as a as a pivot play out of the ten k range honestly. Uh, so I'm not sure I'm going to have a ton of exposure to him, but. Uh, I don't see him slowing down in this play uh, this week. He, uh, he's he been pretty consistent on his strokes gained. Um, I know he missed the cut last week, but before that he was playing pretty good. Uh, so Sungjae Im, I think, could be uh, in for a good rebound here. He's actually only projected about 13 14% ownership right now. So like that Sun ain't Jay. bad for that price. Uh, like I said, he's not going to be someone I'm going to have a ton of ownership on, but when it comes to this range, he's someone that I think is worth the – a look to bounce back after missing the cut this past week. 
why do I, why, why do I, why does Sam Burns rank really high? But I'm just like, eh, I, I don't know. know. Cause he doesn't rank very high for me. He's 42nd in my model. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Which I actually like makes the, sense because in the two stats that I'm using that you're not the fairways gained and the bogus avoided, that's where he's awful. In, yeah, in there you model. go. And that's probably just in my gut that I'm like, this is not some place that I think, mm-hmm. watch, he's, watch, he's going to be the one that goes out and shoots 59 that's or what happens. bullshit. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, actually, uh, I, I don't I don't disagree at all with the the Sungjae. I'm not going to fight you and fight you on Sungjae. I like him a lot, just in mm-hmm. general. Somebody who I am going to say, if you're thinking of lightning in a bottle or going back-to-back, Siwoo Kim, I, I I would I would I would fade fade hard. Two reasons: yeah. a the the whole hangover. It's it's hard to win mm-hmm. a national championship. It's really hard to win two national championships back to back, especially in college football these days. Uh, sorry, wrong sport. It's hard to win on this to, on in this tour. It's hard to go back to back unless you are a Rory, a John Rom, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Siwoo flirted with that level. You know, he won the players when he was younger. Uh, he won or he won early and often and then just kind of faded away. And I, I, you know, last week was great. Good to see him back on the rise. Watch out for him later. He is the kind of, he is the kind of player that when he gets reminded that he has this level, this gear, you never yeah. know. Cause he all like, he even openly talked about how he referred to his win at the players as a fifth major. You know, I won that fifth yes. major and you know, they, they, they have that reverence for it. I would just say, because his, uh, his short game, stay away from him this week. You know, yeah. like, like the die course is too hard. You got to be there twice. And if you get the wrong weather game over. Yep. So yeah, he's definitely a fade for me as well. I think he ranks 40th in my model. It looks like, so yeah, uh, him and uh, also Cameron young right there below him. Another fade in the nine K range. I'm, I'm not touching either of those guys this week. Uh, I, they I both... was just, lo- I was just looking at that about how he's another one. He's like Sam Burns for me where yeah, he's good. And, you know, rookie of the year last year, but mm, but know. for the pro- for the price this week, he's just not going to do it for me. Considering you know Brian Harmon, who's playing good, is also in that range. You know even Ju Young Kim. Uh, there's enough guys in the nine K range where I don't need to touch uh, Siwoo Kim and Cameron Young. That to, I don't need to take that risk with them. Uh, but that does get us down into the eight K range, where uh, one of my favorite plays this week, uh, Andrew Putnam, ranks second in my model at eighty seven hundred. Um, I, I like it. I mean, he's he's second in putting, second in bogeys avoided, 29th in accuracy. He's first in short game, uh, strokes gained short game. Uh, yes, he's only 66th in uh, strokes gained approach in the field. Uh, but Andrew Putnam, I, let me look at how he's been playing. He finished fourth last week, 21st before that. So, like, he's he has a run now of uh, he's what five straight cuts in a row at least. That's all my my screen is showing me up to, but at least five straight cuts made. Um, all top 50 finishes as well. So uh, Andrew Putnam at 8,700 this week uh, feels like a big, a big play for me. And at only 13% projected ownership, I'll take that. All right. Ownership, schmownership. Andrew, <laughs> you know it's one of my favorite things to look at. Andrew, every once in a while <laughs> this happens, and it's happened to me. I have fallen in love. Uh, it's real. <laughs> And yeah, you, his, you have a lot. I already know what you're going to say because you have a his, love affair with this guy. His, well, I don't know. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, listen, I'm looking at this 8K range and I've been in love with a couple of, a couple of times actually. And I've had my heart broken very um, recently with one of them. Right. No, but um, he, he's tall. He's baby face. He's from <laughs> Australia. Cam Davis is, I not only am I, am I going with Cam this week? I will probably ride the Cam train as, as a major pick. Uh, throughout mm-hmm. the year too, 
I think his game is on the cusp. He, he the, him and Tom Kim are two of those international stars. And that's yeah. who, by the way, Ju, Ju, Ju Young, I think earlier you were referencing this, that's Tom Kim. Um, but I, I had to look that up because I was like, wait a minute, is that Tom Kim? Yes, Tom <laughs> Kim, which let's see the hint over there. A lot of Asian. Oh, the screen dude, I had that, open had it read out that way. So that's the one I went with. <laughs> No, it hasn't read out like that here yeah. and on DraftKings too. I taught when I taught middle school, I had a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of Asian students. A lot of their parents were professors at UF. And all I mean, my role was a lot of names like that where I would do my best to pronounce it and everything like that. And they all would tell tell us about like, oh no, you know, we were we got to pick our own American names, you know. So I'm sure. I'm Sarah and I'm like, can I try to say your name? And they're like, you can, but just I'm gonna go by Sarah. And I'm like, all right, cool, never mind. All right, Sarah. So <laughs> Not Cameron makes Cameron, yeah, no, Cameron makes it uh, makes it easy. He's a Commonwealth guy from Australia, so Cam Davis, eight K range, lock it in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's get, not only is he going to make the cut, he's gonna he's gonna win a couple times this year. Hey, I, you know what? He's I don't disagree that his game is is on the cusp. But I'm not necessarily going his way this week, uh, but but I don't disagree with uh, Cameron Davis being a thing this year as a whole. Um, so I'm there, I'm there for that. Thing. What was that? That's just not going to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, I will say the person that I am fa- fa- uh, fading uh, in the AK range this week, uh, I am going to fade uh, your, your boy Sahith Degala uh, this week. I'm just going to stay away. And, and he's not necessarily – it's not like a big-time fade here, but it, it's a guy that the two of us in the past have – enjoyed playing <laughs> so oh, i love him i love him i'm gonna i'm gonna and he's a, he's usually a pretty good value play uh he's starting to rise in pricing 8600 feels like a lot for him for this week specifically that's uh, my point that's, that's so little, that's why uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna resist it and i'm gonna stay away from it i also just don't think he's gonna have necessarily a great week so uh yeah so heat the gala is gonna be my uh my 8k uh range fade 8k range you know what 8K range fade would be a great band name. 8K range fade, <laughs> like like one of those dumbass. I uh, what's his name? Who's a Peter Jacobson? You know he's got his you know, Tommy Tommy Bahama and the Fish or whatever the hell his yeah, band yeah. name is, uh, which I do think is fun. And I would go, you know, if I was sure, I wouldn't pay uh, money to see it, but you'd stare around. No, but if they were just playing somewhere you happen to be, you'd stick around. I mean. Yes. All right. Seven, uh, seven K we already talked about the six K and you're mm-hmm. smarter than I am because you went dumpster diving and I just, you know, ran right over it. Let's get through seven K real quick. Cause then we got yep. some tea to spill and I got some questions to ask. Perfect. Uh, so seven K range real fast. Someone I'm looking at at 7,900 is Justin Rose. Uh, he tends to do decent at these programs for some reason. Uh, he's a, he's a notorious, uh, good putter. So I, I'll take a shot at him in this range. Uh, as well as Brendan Todd actually ranks top 10 in my model this week in the, in the 7K range of 7,500. Uh, eighth in putting, fourth in strokes game, short game, uh, 12th in driving accuracy so, accuracy. so Brendan Todd is a guy who, if he uh, continues this trend of finding the fairway, uh, he, he could show up and show out and get you to that Sunday uh, finish. He finished 21st last week. He had a, a T7 at the CJ Cup a while back. So, um He's and he's a he's positive strokes gained all the way back to uh, let's see September of last year. So he he's in decent form for for himself. Uh, those are two guys that that I'm looking at in the seven K range. And the only other guy I'd say that uh, I'm willing to put out there is someone that I would be targeting the seven K range 
that ranks pretty high. My model at 14th is Ben Taylor uh, at 7K, exactly on the dot. <coughs> he uh, ranks out 14th uh, in my model this week. Uh, ben Taylor, uh, hold on, I just lost. Uh, where did he just go? What the hell? I just had his what he's done recently on my screen here, and now I cannot find it. So, uh, oh, here he is, Ben Taylor, right here. Uh, he finished fourth last week, twenty first at the RSM, third at the Houston Open. So, uh, Ben Taylor is someone who uh, who might surprise some people, and he's uh, sub ten percent ownership as well. Justin Rose caught my eye. You are right. He's one of those players because he's a true pro. He's the nicer version of Ian yeah. Pol- of Ian Poulter. You know that's uh, so and- true. It's a great way to put it. He's also the shorter version, but and um. And so, but, but he's, but he's, so he's a pro low hanging fruit, these kind like a Honda classic or a traveler's championship or an American express, you know, cause you consider, well, I actually kind of teased where we're going to pivot from here anyways, but, um, he caught my eye, but at 7,900, I can, I can't shell out that kind for him either. Rosie is firing on all cylinders and he's going to be in that 8k range and he's a vet that you feel good about (coughs) or, you know, go, go away. Unfortunately, watch. He's going to come out of nowhere and fucking win this week, and I'm going to have to eat crow. I'm fading. Brent, I'm fading. Brandon Todd. Okay. Interesting. Okay. He ranks 11th in my model, and I think I'm fading him out of spite uh, because <laughs> because of how many times I've flip flopped on him. So every time I fade him, or every time I talk shit about him, he comes out and he's like top 10 by the end of day two, and you're you're like texting me like Brendan Todd. How about them dogs? Um, there's a guy's name that really jumped out at me just because I saw it. I was a couple of dark horse pick Callum Tatum that, uh, that, that stuck out. I didn't really look too much into it, but yeah, David Lipsky, it 13% ownership, which down here, I will splice some hairs with ownership, ownership, yeah, sure, but sure. Com- com- coming off a strong finish being, the, I say strong finish. He had a nah, Sunday, but a couple days removed. Sometimes you look back and you're like, Holy shit. I just finished, you know, T2 or top 10 in a, at a major event and we're back yeah, at a T4. couple more of these couple more of these resort thank you a couple more of these resort courses where i'm, I'm gonna start throwing some more darts and you know maybe get maybe catch lightning in a bottle so uh living on lipsky this week this week and hopefully this weekend speaking of the t-shirt right there living on lipsky when he well, wins by the when he i like that one when he wins yeah yeah i'm you. a fan of that so uh, we talked about Justin, uh, Justin Rose, and I said that he's like the nice Ian Poulter. And have you seen the trailer? I mean, we are going to have to rewrite. We're going to have to rewrite the show oh. for a few months to set aside a solid. I don't know if they're going to roll out this full swing documentary series on Netflix. They got to be doing it weekly. They're not going to drop the whole thing. That's that's just too it's too mm-hmm. much just balls everywhere in your face. But I liked seeing that Poult's got a little cheeky. He's the personality personality you want on there. Um, somebody who's not going to be on there, but who's also going to be missing from this week is defending champion friend of the show, Hudson Swafford. Mm-hmm. He is a, uh, you know, live guy. So he can't defend. We saw this at tournament of champions with yep. uh, Cam, Cam Smith. We said, we're seeing it this week with HUD. Um, I don't know. He's probably going to be out hunting somewhere or prepping for lives first event. That's going to be coming up soon. So I got to know. Are you all in? I mean, this is the dumbest and the biggest layup in the history of Divot or Pivot, which is all of three <laughs> weeks old. But Divot or Pivot on Netflix's full swing. This is a two-parter. Uh, I'll, I mean, so I haven't seen the trailer, but I'm already a Divot on it for sure. Like, like you said, it's a slam, it's a layup, slam dunk. I, I'm gonna put a time aside to watch. Uh, put aside time to yeah, watch. It's it homework. It's homework seeing. for you, for me. It's homework for everybody. It's exactly, and just as golf fans, like anytime you get to look behind the. 
you know, behind the caddy, I guess you can say. Um, this is this is the closest thing since MJ is the last dance that is like mm-hmm. documentary style. I mean, F one the the drive to survive or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, that that didn't come with a built in audience. That that blew up right. That exploded the F one audience, and I do think that this is going to grow golf a scotch. Mm-hmm. But I think you have a massive domestic and international golf audience built in. You layer on top of that the live stuff. I'm all freaking in. Like I was like, this is Beaver Pelt City of Divots. My my the follow-up on this though is the name full swing. Divot or pivot on hmm. full swing. It is a little bit of a weak name. I feel in it. So you know what I think the so at least I had seen the trailer. I haven't even heard the name so right now. So this is full. You know, instant reaction for me. Uh, my instant reaction, you said full song. I said, okay, it makes sense. And then, like, within seconds of thinking, I said, how uncreative. It's just, I feel you could have come up with something better. Yeah. Right? I'm, I, I would I, I don't know what right, right now. Like, I'm meeting. trying to quickly think of something more creative, but I feel like full swing is, I don't know. Well, let's, put, let's, let's put it this way. People who get paid a lot <laughs> more money than you or I probably sat around for a long time and they still came out with the title of an eighth grade uh, project <laughs> for the audio visual club yeah. that, you know, followed around. I don't know it. I think with all the drama, with the live, with the, the, the kind of almost divorcing you know, action going on the tension. I think there, you could still have, you could have still gone the punny route because I will never, never turn my nose up at a pun. You can't, you know, but I think you could have had more fun with it. I mean, it, 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 if it's going to be drama filled and you, like you said, play into the pun, why not something like off the T, but T spelt like T E A. Like, you know what I mean? Like play into the, play into the stoop. I hate, I hate the new, like the, that that's a thing right now, but it is a thing. Play into what the culture is right now. People always talk about sipping tea. I mean, hell we use it on this show. I was literally going to say one of the segments (laughs) that we've done before is called tea time. That's what I'm talking about. That would have been, that would have been a great one. Tea time because yeah, because we could have charged that, them for it. Well, <laughs> that's going to be the allure of all this. I think. I think that they and I can't wait, man. It, by the way, a, a quick pivot back to the last dance. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the tiger equivalent to come out, which it, I don't know if it ever will while he's alive. Because I don't yeah. think he's, I, I know he's as excellent and whatever. But I don't know if he's as fucking mean as is MJ or spiteful. Um, he, he doesn't. I think there was a, t- a period of time where he was in his lowest, where he would have been. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think he's past that now. And anything you see of him now, he genuinely see genuinely seems to be in, enjoying life right. as a golfer, life in general. Like he looks too happy now to be going off on and spilling dirt on people and, and, and telling all the nitty gritty stories that people would want to hear. But there was definitely a time where I think he would have just went, you know, I'm going to burn it all down. <laughs> All right, so we're divoting on. We're obviously that's the dumbest divot ever. So here's a, here's a little more difficult one because I got to know they're out west. They're in the Coachella Valley. Divot or pivot? Coachella Music Festival or music festivals in general? Divot or pivot? Where do you stand uh, on that? I'm I'm out on music festivals for myself. That's a that's a pivot for me. Um, I there was a day back in high school where I would have been all about it. Um, where I would frequent the the warp tours or the taste of chaos is like the, like that stuff. But 
oh, I'm, I'm beyond those days. Like, if I want to go to a concert, I'm going to see one specific band or singer and whoever's opening for them, and then I'm going home and I'm going to bed. Who are you going <laughs> to see? What What's getting you out of the house this weekend? If somebody's like, hey, bro, I got tickets on me. Let's go. Who is it? Oh, geez. I need to be prepared for that question. I haven't even thought about concerts in so long. <laughs> Come on. That's the point. Killers. That's who mine would be just because I got okay. – because I, I missed, they were in Boston recently and I missed them, uh, you know, last time. So I'd go see the killers. They're not a bucket list, but I mean, that's like, a, sure. yeah, I'd go, I'd go check them out. Other than that, the last concert I saw was a post Malone concert during COVID and it wasn't even a concert. He did a live, he did a live Nirvana tribute concert. It was like two oh, and a half hours long. Oh dude, if you've never seen this before, you gotta, Google, you gotta Google it. He, he basically him and a couple of his buddies are, are in his basement wearing moo's. Uh, but they're doing, they're, they did, I think 10 Nirvana covers, Travis Barker from Blink-182 was on drums, yep. Post Malone, you know, doing his thing. I can't remember the name of the bassist, uh, but super famous guy. <laughs> that's actually probably his legit name. Um, super but that's, a yeah, that's the closest man. I got a kid. I'm not going to a concert, old man river over here, but like you, I, uh, I too, in my younger days, my first concert without my parents, my first concert was Barry Manilow with my parents. That's a different conversation for a different day. But first was with my friends. I was 15 years old and it was the warped tour or horde tour horde. It was horde. Was it horde not, still then? Okay. Yes. Not well. No, they're different. I think warped was. Oh, unless, I thought you were unless, saying like that. Because I hadn't heard of horde tour. So I thought, okay. No, so. horde was like the soft version. So this was like fastball, <laughs> bare naked ladies, um, the guy who's a bare naked ladies, fastball, blues traveler, Jack Johnson, Ben Harper, uh, and, and somebody else, I was 15 years old and mm. had, had no business. This was in live Oak, yeah. Florida in the middle of a gigantic field, uh, 15 with a fake ID statute of limitations ran on that. But as of right now, hell no, I'm pivoting hard for music festivals. I don't need that much. I don't need to spend that much money. Boston calling comes every year and I see the line yep. I'm like, Whoa, that looks dope. And I'm like, Whoa, that looks like a mortgage payment. So I, <laughs> I opt out. Um, like a headache. Man, we sound like such like freaking old curmudgeons right now. Oh, it's a, I'm not we go are to concert. <laughs> no, you got to embrace the suck, and it's not even the suck. You got to just embrace the life. Uh, Coachella, that was the other one. Last but certainly not least, you mentioned it earlier. Where do you stand on snow as a New Englander? Divot or pivot on snow? Well, right now my current attitude is either snow or don't. I need my body needs the weather to decide if it's winter or spring at this point. Um, because is this I, more I old to, man speak. What's going on? I here? need to stop coughing. It's driving me nuts. I can't breathe. <laughs> I have asthma and it's seasonal asthma. So like when the weather changes like this drastically within days, it, it sets me off. So yes, it's a little oh, old man. Um, but no, look, I like it's, I am even outside of that. Like if it's, if I'm going to be here in new England for winter, I want it to be a winter. I want snow. I don't want the rainy, slushy, cold winter that's just a messy bitch of weather. Like if, if it's gonna snow, you know, give me the the one foot snowstorms, the two foot snow. Like I want it to really snow. Snow yeah. or don't. Should I get off the yeah. pot? Yeah. A or B, black and white, whatever you want to say. Winter or spring, I don't care. Just pick one. <laughs> A or B, black or white. If you're if you, if you're not bringing more than six inches, Andrew doesn't want to have anything to do with you. I'm big on snow. I, I grew up in the South. I didn't have it. My parents were from Michigan. I love it. I think there's more to do outside. You can have more fun in the snow than you can the equivalent. Again, I grew up in Florida. When it's a buck twenty outside and humid, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. People aren't like gearing up. People aren't even going to the beach at that point. But when there's a blizzard going yeah. on outside, people are just waiting for the wind to die down so they go out and play. Like it's, it's uh, a real it's, thing. Once it's not windy, it's really not too bad outside. Yeah, it's not the heat. It's the humidity that's going to get you. Uh, look, we got a couple minutes left, and there was two things I just wanted to mention to see that did you see that Taylor made is making big moves? I did not see. What are their big moves? Well, first of all, that's half the reason I, why I picked Aaron Weiss. Aaron Weiss was picked up by TaylorMade. He um, he signed this week. He's he. It was announced, I think, yesterday through social media. You know, welcome to Team TaylorMade, which is a huge deal. TaylorMade is branding themselves as not not the biggest most players, but just the cream of the crop, right? And so mm-hmm. with Sergio going to live, it's rumored that that TaylorMade was like, "Thanks for the memories, kid." And uh, come on down, Aaron Weiss. But a bigger news is um, Nelly Corda from the LPGA game mm-hmm. is now officially Team TaylorMade. And it's it's kind of weird when you say it like that. You, you would think, wait, what? Why is that such a big deal? <laughs> there are not a there are not a ton of lady golfers that have that level of kind of I would say exposure and yeah. uh, partnership. And I think TaylorMade is doing something here by by recognizing it, saying like, well, listen. We got Rory, we got Tiger, we got Colin, we got this, and like what? We got Nelly. Like I, I give them another no. two years now. Cobra and Lexi, Lexi go way back. I don't see yeah. them breaking that. Although people thought that you know Tiger would never go away from Nike ball, Nike ball or a Titleist ball. So nothing's yeah. etched in stone. Uh, but no big news in the game. Taylor made. Uh, they're making waves. And last but certainly not least. Oh man, sorry. TGR Mondays the the Monday Night League. Sorry from T from Tomorrow Sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. We we were all under the assumption this was coming right after football season, spring of twenty four. Oh wait a minute, yeah. What what happened there? They were put, like when they first announced it, they were pushing January twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, then I think they realized they have to build it. They uh they have found the facility for it, so it's gonna be TGR Golf Tour. They're gonna and, have to promote this right then, because this is gonna be the hype's gonna really die down by then. <laughs> Not that there's I, much hype for it right now, anyways. But dude, I don't I don't see the hype dying down. I mean, when honestly, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy are the two key investors and in, or t- two key founders of TMRO W whatever Sports, which is like the sports group that is producing and putting on this Monday night league in conjunction with and recognition with the PGA tour. It's not, it's not going under this. It's yeah. just going to be, it's going to be quiet while they build this facility. So tune in next week. Uh, and also check us out on belly up for some more golf related news coming up. We'll, we'll take you behind the scenes on the new uh, inside or as close as we can get behind the scenes. It's not like we're gods. Uh, we just play them on TV, the new <laughs> facilities. And don't forget, three days. You got three days of golf before there's going to be yes. cuts made. Uh, it's not the most exciting. I will say that I, I I am an East Coast bias. For me, the real the season doesn't start till we get to the till we get to Florida. Um, yeah. This is this still has a preseason NFL feel to me. But I will say this: once we get to Pebble, at least that's kind of like September football. Yeah. Um, speaking of, who do you like this weekend? NFL playoffs, and then you know, why don't you take us home there, Junior? <coughs> Dear God, get As this I'm, man dying. I'm sorry, I can't help but die. Yeah, get your get your pick, <laughs> get your picks in before you keel over. Yeah, uh, and real real fast, uh, as I uh, 
before I get my picks in, before we run out of time here, uh, as always, shout out uh, Piper.golf, uh, Malabrothers.com. Get over there. Use discount code D-I-V-P-I-V. That's div piv. Uh, and you will get your discount on your purchase there. Uh, and make sure if you're on the Mala Bros website, uh, go ahead and get yourself a second ball All-American, uh, you know, with the logo of uh, divots and pivots on it. Go get those out. Tons of colors. Great shirt. Uh, Bud and I own a ton of them. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, and, yeah, look, uh, first of all, what the Jaguars did this past week. Uh, yeah, there you go. Bud's got the, the Piper hat rocking on top of the headphones looking uh, goofy oh, sorry, as all hell, but love it. <laughs> but, Dude! But the Jaguars I'm, I'm this the, week. I'm on the Trevor train. Let's go. So here's here's they're they're not going to beat the Chiefs. For I'm gonna start there. I'm not picking the Jaguars, but it needs to be mentioned what happened this past week, because uh, people everyone's was hating on uh, Trevor's rightfully so his first quarter atrocious with all the interceptions. What what Trevor showed me though the, the mental fortitude he had to to stick with that game to turn it around and to lead his team to victory. That's something that it takes a young quarterback in the NFL like him years to develop the fact that he's got that now, especially coming off of a year last year with urban freaking Myers, the coach and that disaster, the fact that he's got that mental edge to where he's all year long, even when things were going wrong. Look, even when things were going terribly wrong with urban Meyer last year, we never heard Trevor Lawrence complain. He just kept everything, whatever was going happening as far as complaining in house with the team, with the coaches, whatever. It's not for us to know. Publicly and on the field, he was cool. We saw that again. He's got the right head on his shoulders to be a successful NFL quarterback. We know he has the talent. It's now just all about putting it together consistently as far as the speed of the NFL. Mad respect for Trevor Lawrence after this weekend. Four picks, and he keeps chucking it. And it's kind of like when Steph Curry misses his first eight or nine threes, and people go, why is he still shooting? Because he knows he's Steph Curry. He knows he's Trevor yeah. Lawrence. They know how good they are. And to put it into golf terms, that's when, you know, the difference between amateurs and scratch golfers and then even scratch and pros, and, you know, levels and levels is, and I would say it, you know, you go out there. I made a 10 on the first hole of the, the mass public links qualifier last year, missed the cut by one. Yeah. And it's because I knew the course I was playing. And I knew if I honestly 17 holes left, I really just a couple of birdies, you know, you get, get yourself in position. Um, not saying that I'm Trevor Lawrence or anything, but that's, <laughs> that's immediately what I, what I started thinking about was like the golfer who doesn't let the triple get to them or these pros who can follow a double bogey with a birdie, birdie, birdie kind of run because yeah. they know that they've got that gear. So um, I agree. I think that was a special kind of, that was a fun thing to watch. I loved that these games with the exception of Brady's farewell, were all kind of one score, you know, definitely worth watching it. Yeah. It proves that the, the, you know, the formula worked, they kind of got it right. It looks yeah. like, you know, each as opposed to the college football championship, which I don't know if you heard Georgia won. Oh, and no. so <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm bittersweet on it. But all I know is that as soon as the sun sets on the NFL, it rises on golf. And that's when, you know, things really start humming for us. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming your way. The Live Tour is coming back to Boston. Hopefully we'll see them. Uh, Boudreaux's Boudreaux's quest for qualification. We'll keep you posted on that. We've got our season-long run of DK, uh, you know, glory between the two of us. And a lot more fun announcements and developments coming your way. So, I'm going to say one more time, thank you to Fantasy National, yes, Piper, yes. Mahler Bros, and the team at Belly Up for letting us do our thing every single week. Andrew, back to you in the studio. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you said it perfectly. There's not much else to say. So, yes, uh, reminder, this is a Belly Up production. Uh, our gracious uh, partners, uh, Belly Up Media, uh, love them as always. They make all this possible for us. So uh, you will never stop hearing about us, uh, hearing us talk about them. I'm jumbling all my words. I'm blame oh, we, love, we love you, Belly Up. I'm going to blame it all on the cough. <laughs> That's going to oh, do it for everybody. us uh, this Tuesday night on Divots and Pivots. We will see you next week. Uh, for another episode, and we will see uh, if I am able to gain some ground, and it's close enough where maybe I even take the lead on DK uh, this week. We shall see. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us.